it doesn't matter how far along you are on your self-awareness or personal growth or healing journeys, there will be times, whether it is weeks or days or moments, that your brain defaults to old patterns. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Good morning and welcome back to Gather and Growth. Today is a Saturday for me, which I never record podcasts on Saturdays, but I had an episode due on Thursday and I will tell you, I don't even think while I was pregnant or had a newborn or over the holidays that I was this behind on recording an episode. Perhaps I was. Maybe you're listening to this like, Emily, you've said that before, but that would honestly just be fully indicative. (laughs) the way this past couple of days has gone. Oh my goodness. So yesterday I sat down to record the podcast and I almost burst into tears. I have recorded a full episode about the entrepreneurial spiral. So I'm not going to go into too much detail on that, but highly recommend that episode if you have been personally victimized by entrepreneurship or existing as a human. But I have just had a absolute roller coaster of a day and I sat down at my computer and very much had this moment of like, I am sad girl. What, what a value am I going to say into this microphone? I think if I record right now, I will start crying and that would be a lot. And also what would I talk about? So I checked myself and I went outside for a little attitude adjustment you know, I also realized it had been quite a while since I went on a walk. And you guys know how much I treasure and value my outdoor walks. In addition to the weather just being bonkers, which honestly does not actually deter me. I will go outside and walk in almost any condition. But all of those snow days on top of the chaos that's going on at our house. If you just so happen to click onto this episode as the very first episode of Gather and Growth, hello, welcome. But our entire house flooded on Christmas or over Christmas while we were out of town. And the entire month of January was demoing it and drying it and then putting it all back together. And so between all of that and then the kids not having school and just shuffling between a whole bunch of places. We're living in a hunting cabin without Wi-Fi right now. Like logistically, it just had not worked for me to go on my walk, right, wrong, or indifferent. And so yesterday when I was just feeling a certain type of way, I'm like, it is actually warm outside and the sun is shining and I have not done that. I need to do that. So the cool part about this whole renovation process is that it has 
been Andrew's full-time job. Like seriously, not that any part of this has been easy or I'd wish it upon anyone, but literally hallelujah that it has been during Andrew's off season in farming because his full-time job since Christmas has been the house. So he's been here and ever since it was like safe and comfortable to be here, I've been here trying to work. And so (laughs) I put this on my stories the other day and many of you laughed right alongside me, but I had been working on something and he was holding her, our baby. We also have a three month old, by the way. And he had gotten her to sleep and he was like, but how do I set her down so I can use both hands and actually get something done? And y'all, I laughed and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. And on multiple occasions, he has said out loud, wow, when she, when the baby's around, like I just, it's really hard to get through my to-do list. And I'm telling you, we have the most easygoing, go with the flow, like chill baby. And even still, if you know, you know, but it is very hard to do your normal functioning things with a baby in your arms. Even, yes, I know we baby wear, we do. Yes, we do all of the things, but still. So it has been, you know, not that he's not attuned to the fact that having kids in the mix changes things because, you know, we have two older kids and he's very much been through that journey. But it has definitely been the first time that he has had a baby with him when he is, quote unquote, working, right? Hi. She's sitting on my lap and she's giving me a big smile. She knows we're talking about her. Hello. She also has her first stuffy nose, which is real sad. So anyway, back to the original story. I handed her to Andrew and I said, I am going outside. I cannot record a podcast right now. I am about to cry. And he was like, okay, you do that. So I got some fresh air and on my walk, I was Marco Poloing with some friends. I was listening to some music. I was sending some messages back and forth. I love my walking time because I can use it in so many different ways. And it is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated tools that we have at our disposal to improve our mental health, like fresh air, sunshine, movement. I will stand on a mountaintop forever to talk about how good that is for me and for everyone on the planet. But in addition to that, it allows me the time to either do something that I enjoy, like listening to a podcast or listening to music or lately I have been listening to the Fantasy Fangirls podcast as they recap Iron Flame. So good. Also, side note, I think this entire episode is just going to be side notes. Like, I think this episode is just you and I met at a coffee shop and you're like, Emily, how are you? Let's just kind of what what's going on. Anyway, I just got the third Crescent City book in the mail and it is massive and I'm so excited but I had told myself I was going to reread the first and second Crescent City before it came. And then lo and behold, I haven't. And so I'm like, it's no big deal. I'm just going to jump right into it. And then every time I've said that, everyone's like, no, you have to reread. Oh, but there's such big books. There's so many pages. They're phenomenal. But so I actually haven't decided what I'm going to do. It is just sitting on my counter staring at me. But 10 out of 10, highly recommend. Actually, before reading Crescent City series, I would go and read A Court of Thorns and Roses. I have talked about that a million times on this podcast. My college roommate recommended that series to me when I was in a really hard place mentally. And it not only pulled me out of that, I am not being dramatic when I say it changed my life. Just really reignited a spark for imagination and play and creativity and getting lost and 
immersed in like magic and fantasy, like so good. And then that led me to read Crescent City, which led me to read Throne of Glass. That could be a whole podcast episode in itself. Long story short, now I have a baby. Great for your marriage. That's all I'll say there. Anyway, where was I going with this? Oh, on the walk. I like to listen to fantasy fangirls. And I also, like I said, I really like to catch up with friends on Marco Polo. It's something I feel like I can do while I'm doing something else. So it's not like I'm just sitting at my desk, like watching Marco Polo. I'm like moving my body, getting fresh air, connecting with people I love. Sometimes on my walk, I'm not gonna lie. I just scroll social media because I'm like, at least I'm on a walk and I can scroll these reels and feel like I'm doing something good for me. And it does not feel like as much of a time and energy suck as if I was being a couch potato scrolling. So sometimes I do that. And a lot of times I respond to like Instagram DMs and stuff. Cause again, that can just be a really tedious thing that I love to do because I love to talk to people and, and connect with each of you. But you know, again, when you open the Instagram app and you start doing one thing, sometimes it leads to another. So anyway, went on my walk, came back mostly because Andrew texted me that my time was limited because somebody was hungry and I felt instantly so much better. And it's so interesting because yesterday morning I had very much been in this place of like just crumbled confidence in what I had created, what I was doing, what value I, you know, was bringing to the table. Like I just felt really burnt out and sad and yeah, like just a lot of negative thoughts. And I think it's worth pointing out on that is it doesn't matter how far along you are on your self-awareness or personal growth or healing journeys. There will be times whether it is weeks or days or moments that your brain defaults to old patterns. And I know for me, that feels extra defeating because it's like, I know better. And then I like try to coach myself out of it or like logically combat everything I know to be true, which then just makes me feel bad for feeling bad. So I'm learning to be comfortable with those lows when they come and acknowledge them from where they are. And rather than trying to like immediately shame myself out of it, like sitting with it and being okay with it and feeling it. Hello. Anyone else not want to feel their feelings and keep them packed away in a little box? Yeah. That's something I've been working deep on for a couple of years now. And on my walk, I had a really good cry, which I kept like trying to not let happen And honestly, the thing that I had to remind myself is it is so important to me that my kids know that they are allowed to feel a full range of emotion. When they cry, even if I don't think it's logical, they are experiencing it. And so I say, cry, like let it out. Your crying is literally, and this is, this is brain science. Crying is your body's way of feeling and releasing the tension and the emotion that is pent up. Like when we hold in our tears, we literally grasp tightly onto that thing and have to experience it longer, whether or not we let ourselves feel it. So when my kids cry, I hold them or I sit with them and I say, just let it out. Let your body cry. And sure enough, a couple minutes of that and they like have this wash of release over their face and they are ready to move on to 
bedtime or the next thing or just on with their life. And it is so important to me, whether it is anger or frustration or sadness or anxiety or a feeling they can't even articulate that I help them understand where it's coming from or and that sometimes we don't have to know where it's coming from. And it's just okay and good and normal to feel the emotion, let it come out in a healthy way. You know, one thing that's always interesting to navigate in that journey is like, how do we feel our feelings without hurting the people that we love around us? Because it's one thing for me to be angry and then like let that out. And it's another thing to be angry at someone or project my anger onto them in a way that is unhealthy and is damaging to the relationship. So that's something we're constantly working on and I'm constantly learning about. And one of my kids works with a behavioral health play therapist, which is the best thing that we have ever done. Like as much as I advocate for therapy for myself, like it has made such a huge difference for him to the point now that he asks, like, when do I get to go back to my play doctor? I mean, he just knows that for a long time, it was like, he just thought he was going and playing with all of her sweet toys and it was really fun. But now he's starting to recognize like what it looks like to feel anxious or when he has all these pent up really big emotions that he doesn't know what to do with, he knows that after he spends an hour with her, he feels differently. And so as his emotional intelligence is changing, he is realizing how much that experience impacts the way that he feels and what to do about it. And I know accessing mental health resources is hard, especially for kids, but talk to your pediatrician. So often they can like get you to the top of a waiting list that you've been on forever. For us, it started with anxiety and now, I mean, anything with neurodivergency, if you have been on this journey yourself or with your kids, you know, once you open Pandora's box, there's a lot of things that are interconnected. I can see intergenerational tendencies for ADHD and anxiety and autism. And, you know, it it all manifests in different ways. And I think for many, many generations, we just thought people were weird or shamed them for the way that they experienced the world. And now the more I'm starting to understand about all of that, it's like, like the number of you, as I've been sharing my ADHD diagnosis and journey have been like, I think that I might low key have ADHD. I'm like, you probably do. And like, what if that, what if that's not a problem? What if that is just a tool to help you understand how your brain functions? Like at this point in my life, I'm not interested in medicating or anything for that, but just like the wash of relief of understanding why I've been experiencing the world the way that I have for my entire life. And that it wasn't like a moral failing on my part. It has been like, oh, anyway. So yesterday as I'm on this walk, I can feel, you know, when the tears are like preloaded, they're like there and you're like, get it together. I'm like, get it together. And I'm like, no, Emily, feel the feeling and cry. And that is so uncomfortable for myself and for so many people I know. Because what were we told? Like, you cry, I'll give you something to cry about or stop crying or whatever. I mean, going back to childhood, I saw a meme the other day or it was like a reel, but it was like adulthood described in 20 seconds. And it showed like this timeline of like zero to 18 and then 18 to death. And it was like zero to 18. And then a little bracket said childhood. And then it said in a little bracket from, you know, 18 to death was like 
therapy for childhood or recovering from childhood or something. And oh my goodness, like the number of conversations in our mastermind communities that have to do with confidence or fear of failure or fear of making someone mad or people pleasing, like so much of that goes back to our experiences in adolescence. Right, wrong, or different. I actually recorded a whole podcast episode about this too, but fascinating. So fascinating. But anyway, on this walk, I let myself have a good old cry. And then I was on my way back. I was feeling a little better. And then I got some news that I had been praying for. And it like just was like, it's just, it never is an accident that like as soon as we let, like we feel the feel, we look over the feel. We are like in a different energetic space that like something good happens. And it just led to like a domino effect for the rest of the evening of things clicking into place. And what felt impossible, impossible at 10 o'clock in the morning that had me in tears throughout the day. All of a sudden, by the time I went to bed, I could not even go to sleep because I was just so excited. And like my brain was buzzing and like, I had this like positive, not anxious in a negative way, but just like this really positive buzzing energy that I could not turn my brain off until one o'clock in the morning last night, which is very abnormal for me. Like catch me in bed asleep at 7.30, nine o'clock at the latest. But so I am firing on, I don't know how many cylinders today, but there's not a lot, which is great because I am traveling with baby girl today to... Fostering Farm Friendships, hosted by Andrea's community and charcuterie event, which I'm very much looking forward to. So we're going on a little road trip. And tonight I am speaking on that mentality of like, who am I to why not me and doing big things in a small town and stepping outside of your comfort zone and the importance of building community and walking in vulnerability and what it looks like to stand up in what you believe in and bring people alongside of you and redefine yourself in your small town and then leading into a small scale version of my growing into your dreams workshop to help these women step outside their comfort zone and dream about what's possible for their lives and then figure out some action steps to get there. And so yesterday, 24 hours ago, I again, because of that little spiral, not even spiral, that roller coaster I was on. I was like, why did she even hire me this for this event? I have nothing to say. How am I going to be inspiring when I'm sitting here? Blah, 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 blah. And now today I'm like, everything that I experienced yesterday is something that all of us experience in different ways at different times as we pursue anything of importance. When we are being intentional and we are trying new things and we are putting ourselves out there and we are trying to live into our calling and bring people alongside of us, it comes with resistance and it has moments that are hard and moments that break you and moments that make you doubt why on earth you ever started in the first place. But also sometimes in the same day, Sometimes one hour later, we are reaffirmed and reminded why it matters. And whether it is something that we see, whether it's a way a friend speaks into us, whether it's 
the way someone responds to what we're doing and says, thank you, because I know that this is changing my life. It's like, oh, that's why. That's why we go through these moments that feel sad and impossible and hard. And that's why we we continue to pursue vulnerability and unlocking these pieces of ourselves and, and heal and, you know, build new habits and build communities around us to support us when we're down. It's, it matters so much. And yesterday was a wild roller coaster reminder of just the span of what not only the entrepreneurial experience, but really truly the human experience is like. So it's been a one heck of a month here, friends. And I know part of yesterday was just the culmination of everything. Isn't it always like those days that you just want to cry? It's not the one thing that almost made you cry. It's that you've been holding it together for everyone and for yourself for weeks or months or years. And it's like the house and then the baby and then the snow days and then the sickness and then the decisions and then the money and then the this and then the that. And then it's like, there's the one thing that just makes you want to like crawl in a puddle and, you know, hide on the floor or whatever. (laughs) It was a weird analogy, but it's always a combination of everything. But today I feel so much better. And I am going to turn off this mic. I'm going to pack my bag because, of course, at the cabin, we have, like, the most random collection of clothes. Like, basically, whatever I packed to go to my mom's for Christmas, plus a handful of other things. So I need to scrounge around in some boxes to find something that actually looks like a decent outfit. (laughs) I literally threw everything in a shopping bag because we don't have, like, we had brought a bunch of, like, the duffels and random stuff back to the house. What a season, man, man, three, four, six months from now, years from now, we're going to look back on this and be like, what in the world was that? And I've already shared, I think somebody's here. So I am going to close off and until next time, I am so forever grateful for you. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing Gathering Growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.